The Bible Study Podcast, episode 352. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we get back to Psalms, I thought we would look at Psalm 1 today and probably one other psalm as well. Psalm 1, starting in verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers." The opening psalm in the book of Psalms is talking about not this, but that. It's a very common style in Proverbs, as well as sometimes in Psalms. And in this case, it's the wicked versus the blessed. And basically, the blessed are doing things that the wicked are not doing. And so it's blessed is the one who does not. And then there are three different things that we are told that we are blessed when we don't do. Obviously, it's a similar way of saying don't do these things, but it's saying blessed are you when you don't walk in step with the wicked, when you don't do as they do, when you don't fall in step with them. Now, if you've ever been in a large group of people in an army marching or something like that, and you probably have not, you may have learned that it's difficult to walk out of step. When everyone else is walking, eventually the group tends to get a rhythm. And so this is saying, blessed is the one who is willing to be a little offbeat, willing to be a little different than the way the crowd is going, that's willing to take a step that is not in step with everyone else. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. And again, I have this picture here of the road not taken, the narrow road or the broad one. And blessed is the one who is choosing a different path. Now, there are a lot of different ways that we can choose different paths. And I think here when we say to choose a different path, we're not just saying, blessed is the person who doesn't break the law. Blessed is the person who is good to their parents or those sort of obvious things. But I think we also have to question the way our world works. Because we remember, we read elsewhere that the prince of this world is the devil. And so the way that the system of things works here, the the rewards that are set up, the incentives tend to be about what we do for us. And I think that is one of the ways that we can be blessed by taking another route. A route that looks around and looks at others is one of those other routes. Or sit in the company of mockers. Now, mocking is something that I'm good at. In part because my natural response to a lot of things is humor, in part because of pride, but I think it's fair to say that mocking is not a real constructive attitude, wouldn't you say? We don't accomplish anything by mocking. We don't build anything by mocking. We don't build relationships by mocking. I have it on good authority that mocking is not something that will improve my relationship with my wife nor with my children. So blessed is the one who doesn't walk in step, who takes a different path, and who doesn't sit in the company of mockers, but delights in the law of the Lord. Now remember, this is written in the Old Testament, and so the law would be all of those things that tells us what pleases and what doesn't please God. So when we say someone who delights in the law of the Lord... 
It's someone who is delighting in what delights God. Someone who is seeking out what it is that God wants them to do or doesn't want them to do. And I want to say that in opposition to someone who does all the right things but doesn't necessarily do them for the same reasons. So, for instance, I can say, how far will the law let me go before I'm violating the law? Or I can say, what is it that God desires for me to do in this situation? And that's a very different attitude. One is, how much can I get away with? And the other one is, what pleases the one who loves me, who I love in return? And this psalm says that that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Now, a tree planted by streams of water is a tree that is constantly going to be nourished, a tree that is constantly going to be tapped into that source of life, and therefore it yields its fruit in its seasons. So we learn that it is both productive and is productive at the right time, that there is a rhythm, that there is a plan whose leaves do not wither, whatever they do prospers. And then in contrast, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Now, as we read through Psalms, there will be a theme, and tell me if you see this theme as we go on in this week and then in other weeks, that this not-so-the-wicked-they-are-life-chaff that the wind blows away is not a today or tomorrow sort of thing. It's an eventually sort of thing. They will not stand in the judgment. Because lots of other places in the psalm, the psalmists will say, how the wicked are prospering, and how long, O Lord, will you let the wicked prosper? So this psalmist looks forward to the day that judgment comes, that there is the assembly of the righteous, and that all are judged by what they do, because the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, because the Lord is there, and that the Lord is active, and the Lord cares what we do. And there is a choice, one way that leads to righteousness and another that leads to destruction. I'm not planning on doing every psalm, but let's just jump into Psalm 2 as long as we have a little more time today. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains, throw off their shackles. The enthroned one in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. This one talks about the enthroned one in heaven and that all of the other things that are plotting against the plans of God are done in vain. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? Kings of earth rising up, rulers banding together, all trying to throw off the authority of God, and he laughs at them. And he rebukes them in his anger. Because he is the enthroned one in heaven, he is singular in supremacy. He is not like anyone else. He is not like these kings who will come and who will go. And he says, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain, in Jerusalem. He has put his anointed one. 
Who can stand against that is what this psalm is saying. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. It's interesting to compare this psalm with the first one that we read. Again, there is this choice. Again, there is this to follow what God wants or to head the other direction. But in this case, we are looking very much at a time when God's supremacy is clear. Rod of iron, dash them to pieces like pottery. There is wrath and there is power and there is authority in these verses. We don't talk so much in these days when we like to look at the New Testament at a God who we serve with fear. In fact, that's a phrase I would say I don't tend to like even. And yet that is exactly what the psalmist says. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. And I think one of the things that we need to pause every once in a while and think about is if we understand the authority and the power of God, how humbling that is. This is the God who overthrew the mighty Egyptians. This is the God who led his people through the Red Sea. This is the God who fed his people through miraculous food in the desert. This is the God who sent prophets and judges and kings. This is the God who triumphed over death on Easter morning. And it is vanity for us to think that our way is as important as his way. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.